Welcome back to the Taco Bell Wellness Podcast. My name is Courtney Handelin, and you are listening to our very special winter warming series. This series was done live, and the recordings can be found on our YouTube channel. But I thought that this would be another way to make all the information more accessible. Throughout this series, you can learn about things like setting a better mindset for winter, which can really be applied to any season of life that's a little bit more difficult. We also talk about essential oils, light therapy, vitamin D. There's a self-love meditation and a warming desk yoga. So with that, I'll let you dive in, and I hope this series warms you right up. a little bit but hopefully it'll give me that notification soon there we go all right well thank you for joining us today for another series another session of our winter warming series i have jill zimmerman with me today one of our pas here um and we are going to talk about light therapy and vitamin d um let's go ahead and get started so we are going to start with uh light light specifically um and one thing actually this is funny um so so light does impact as i'm sure you we probably all experienced right it impacts our mood and our energy levels and so one thing in winter to help with that is let the natural light pour in it's mm -hmm. funny because i just had to close all the blinds and now i see that one i should have closed that one yeah. too um but if you're not doing a presentation, um, opening up the blinds, like, you know, all the way up so that you can let as much light in, that can really be helpful. Um, and on days where it is dark, then using your lights that you have in your house to kind of match with the natural progression of the days, what the day's light would have been, um, can also help to keep your circadian rhythm in its natural flow. So turning more lights on in the morning when it's bright and as the day goes on, turning those off and switching more to the lamp lights. Um, one thing I will say as a, as a caveat for that, um, is that warmer lights tend to create a more like calm, peaceful environment um, and, and more creative like space. Yes, yeah. yeah, versus fluorescent. Um, so like personally in my office, other than like, you know, when it's sunny having all those windows open, I really don't like the, the big fluorescent lights on. Um, but that's because the work that I do in here is it's, it, it, it suits better to have that more like calming, yeah, peaceful space. Um, let's see. And another thing that I had wanted to share talking about lights and therapy, and, and I know that we've we've shared some of these things before, but um, prioritizing the morning light can really have a big impact um, not only on your mood, but also your energy um, and your body's ability ability to regulate uh, your melatonin production. So getting out in the morning, just 10 to 15 minutes, even if it is uh, cloudy, actually, um, studies have found that that really helps to regulate, like I said, especially that melatonin production, which we all know if we're sleeping better, then it's easier to get up. <laughs> Excuse me, I have a tickle in my throat. Um, and then the other thing too, let me grab a drink here. One is you're talking about some of the light therapy too that we talked, and again, we've talked about this before too, is that there are some of the, um, maybe it's coming up in what you're going to talk about, is the sunlights. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, do you want to talk about that? So yes, I will. So with the sunlights, 
you can buy those. Um, I had roughly priced them out on Amazon and generally felt as if you did somewhere between a $30 and a $50 sun lamp. Um, you do want to designate about 15 to 30 minutes in front of the sunlight. You want to be about 16 inches from it. So just to kind of turn it on and have it be in the room is probably not the greatest way to use it if you're going to invest into one of the um, sunlights. And they recommended about 10,000 lux. I hope I'm saying that right. Um, if the lower the lux, then the longer the time is that you need to spend in front of it. But sometimes that can be helpful if, say, you work all day in an office without sunlight, that maybe, again, as you're having, if you eat your lunch at your desk, maybe you turn um, that light on so that you can get some of that, um, the, I'll say, the good, good sunlight from that. Um, and then I know you're going to also touch on some of the alarm clocks. Now, those aren't yeah. true sunlight. Right, right. Yeah, but there are um, artificial sunlight um, uh, alarm clocks. There's a different name for it that I'm not coming up with right sunrise? now. Sunrise? Yes, artificial right? sunrise alarm yeah, clock. Thank yeah. you. Um, and those can be really helpful. Again, they do, they do have a setting where you can just have it on and you could choose the brightness. So it's it's not the same like therapeutic setup as those those other more specific therapy lights yeah. are. Um, but they still can be another helpful way to brighten your room to the the setting the degree that you need. And then the alarm clock part, of course, can be really helpful for. I don't know about you, Jill, but in the winter, if it's dark when my alarm goes off, I don't want to get up. Yeah. Whereas in the summer, I have no problem. And a lot of times I'm up before my alarm. Um, so they can kind of help to gradually brighten the room, yeah. make it easier to get up. I think you and I have talked about this too, is that I don't have one of those sunrise alarm clocks. <laughs> I'm not sure why I haven't invested, but I haven't. But I do have a hard time in the winter, especially when it's just so dark and it's cold. And so a lot of times what I'll do is I'll set my maybe this is good or bad, but I'll set my alarm maybe like 10 minutes earlier than I need to be up. And so when that alarm goes on or goes off, I then click on my bedside lamp and oh, then I'll fall back to sleep. But then the next time when I do have my alarm go off in whatever, nine or 10 minutes, then there's actually a light on. Yeah. DIY. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's smart. Yeah. Well, that's a good way to do it. I do really like the, I have an artificial sunrise alarm clock and it's made a huge difference That's good. for me do you use it with your kids at all they don't have a problem getting okay. Okay. All right. no um but it, it and it doesn't bother my husband i should probably reset it at a time because it might help him actually uh, if true. i reset it at a time that he wants to get up but usually the kids wake him up so true one thing about the doing the light to help our moods and everything like that i know that um, having been having lived through the 80s <laughs> and the 90s, I know that many of us um, continue to use tanning beds throughout the winter mm -hmm. months and that people say that they do feel better. Mm -hmm. Again, it is a light. It's, it's kind of like me turning on my bed lamp. It's not necessarily a, a, a sunlight lamp. Um, the tanning beds actually block the UVBs, which is what we need mm -hmm. um, for absorption for, for the vitamin D. Okay. So there's really... I hate to be the person wearing the white coat in the room. That was say a good chance. There's yeah. really not a good reason to go to a tanning bed. <laughs> okay. There's no medical. No. Actually, no. there's medical reasons against it, right? Yeah. Yeah. It just makes you feel warm. Yeah. <laughs> and truth be told, it took me years probably in the 90s to get off tanning beds. But that's what happens when you're born in the in yeah. 80s. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, so we're talking about vitamin D. So you're right, it is a good transition to talk mm -hmm. with vitamin D. So again, we get we absorb vitamin D through our skin after having exposure with the sun about 15 to 30 minutes. It is the UVB, so it is also the rays that can burn our skin. So sometimes we have to be careful on um, on the prolonged time that we might be out there without sunscreen. And what's tough is that we live in Wisconsin, so we have um, the darker times of year, the times that hope we're unfortunately not out as much as maybe the summer and spring months. Um, and then, of course, you have people like me that tell you you need to wear your sunscreen <laughs> and that you can absorb some of the UVB with sunscreen because, of course, our skin does still tan if we're wearing sunscreen. But the higher the SPF, it's the more that it's going to block. Um, and so I also would hesitate to say that you do have to spend some time with limited sunscreen on or hats or sun shirts or everything like mm -hmm. that just so that you can get that proper absorption. Um, fun fact is that you your body can only absorb that kind of max amount of vitamin D that it needs in a max of 15 to 30 minutes, and then you should take a break mm. um, before you would, again, re-expose yourself if you're doing it solely for the vitamin D purpose, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's interesting. Um, there is, so vitamin D is, it's in some foods, but few, and maybe some of the foods might not be as palatable to most of us um, in looking at it. There, it can be found in the some of the good fat fish, um, like salmon, swordfish, tuna, and mackerel. Um, it also can be in herring. I know that's a Wisconsin tradition, right? We, we yeah, pickled herring. We did vitamin or pickled oh, herring. Yeah, at Christmas. Yeah, and New Year's. That makes sense. Now, just saying that out loud. Anyway, so herring um, also has it. I guess maybe that made people feel better, right? Um, egg yolks, which again fall in and out of fashion. I think that currently they're in fashion. I think eggs are good yeah. if you can afford them. Uh, yeah, then, right now, yeah. Yes, and then uh, liver, uh, beef liver um, can be part of it and fish liver too. Of course, there are some fortified foods that have D in it. Um, many of the milks and not just the conventional milk, but your oat milk, your almond milks, mm -hmm. um, soy milks will have some vitamin D uh, fortification in it, as well as um, some of the cereals, orange juices. Um, I'm cheating here looking at that. Yeah, yeah okay. cereals and orange juices. Um, Vitamin D3 has been studied to be better absorbed by us as humans. And so that's why when we're looking for supplements, we usually suggest the vitamin D3. Vitamin D2 is not harmful to us. It just hasn't shown that we, we don't maximize our absorption with that as what we do with a vitamin D3. Um, D3, when you're looking for a supplement, it is measured in IUs or international units. Mm -hmm. If you read many studies, and I'll, Courtney will have some of the paperwork that I've cite, I'm citing here, truly the, the FDA recommendation for vitamin D for women, I think is up to 800 IUs and, um, or maybe it was at 600 and for men, 800. I just have a hard time swallowing that, no pun intended, because it's just... <laughs> I have people who like that's probably a normal amount in a multivitamin. And I have a lot of patients that take a multivitamin and think that they're getting enough vitamin D and that they're still low. Um, again, maybe that's enough for them during summer months or when they're having higher exposures. Mm -hmm. But um, during the winter months, I would say that I truly recommend probably at a minimum 1,000 to 2,000 IUs. And um, that's per day. And if somebody is deficient, I usually bring them up, bring them up to 5,000 IUs. 
one thing you and I had, had talked about was that I've had a number of patients that told me that they have a vitamin, they have a history of vitamin D deficiency. They might have even taken a prescription vitamin D at some point. And then when they were retested and their labs were normal again, then they were decreased on it. Um, some significantly, some to the point of like just dropping down to again, like the 1000 I use. Well, guess what? Winter comes back around. We're not outside <laughs> yeah. again. And so that number, just to remember that that is, um, flexible, that it it's going to go up when you are supplementing or making sure you're having the fortified foods or being outside. Um, and then other times it's it's not. It also makes a difference with the sun exposure. I'm kind of jumping back and forth here too on um, the melanin in your skin. A darker pigmented skin is not, it's going to be a longer time to naturally absorb that from the sun. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, and that's it does, good it's natural block. So I wonder too if the recommendations, like those are more for um, sur surviving, not thriving, right? Sure. Like the, sure. So there's that's why they're lower than maybe what you actually would. Yeah. Want, especially when you're not getting it naturally yeah. from outside. And so. and they've done. There's still a lot of ongoing research. Uh, vitamin D deficiency is so common mm -hmm. that they see it associated with many diagnoses. Um, and there can, I read one article that talked about some toxicity of vitamin D of a high okay. level. Right. Um, and one example was that it gave uh, an irregular heartbeat. And I honestly, I've, and maybe it's because I'm a, a provider in Wisconsin. Oh, sure. You've never, I, I've never had, any, I've yeah. never had that toxicity. And so when you find something like vitamin D that's associated with so many um, diagnoses that, yeah, everybody wants to increase the vitamin D, you know, for dementia, they recommend vitamin D for asthma. They recommend vitamin D um, for um, heart health, for bone health. Um, we actually need the vitamin D to help our calcium absorb. Mm -hmm. And so we don't, we want to make sure that we're getting that in or just even bone health, right? Um, anxiety and depression. We've talked about right. some of the moods and things yeah. like that too. Um, I've had a number of patients that have kind of inexplicably like a spike of anxiety. And a lot of times it, when asked about their vitamin D, they're like, oh yeah, I forgot to restart that. Yeah. Um, and that, that seems to be something that can, that's helpful for them as well. And I'm guessing that also means, um, taking it with regularity. Yes. Like not just being like, oh, I took it two days this week and then maybe yeah. I forget for three weeks and then I took it for a full week, but yeah. then I forget for another yeah. two weeks. Yeah. Regular use would be best. Would be helpful. Yeah. And you don't have to really pay a lot for vitamin D. Um, there's a lot of different good brands that are out there uh, for overall for overall for vitamins. Um, doing a capsule or a chewable vitamin can be good or even like a gel a liquid filled. Mm -hmm. The theory is that, again, if we have good gut health, that it should be able to break that down and absorb it a little bit better than maybe a really hard, large pill. Yeah. Um, I'm not being plugged by them, but I um, I get mine at Trader Joe's. Oh, I did right. some research a long time ago, and that's what I honed in on. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's not terribly expensive, and I probably look like a crazy lady but when I go there and I check quality. the dates and I grab three bars. Yeah. And, and yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's good quality and it's just a little gel um, pearl. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, those are easy to swallow. Yeah. Um. Let's see. I guess we're we're well well right at time. Um, does anyone have any questions? Um, feel free to type them in the chat or come off of mute. I'm not seeing any questions. Um, 
All right, I'll stop.